Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit. And joining me every week is my brother, Pedro. What's going on, everybody? I'm Pedro Ruiz, creative tech here at Adafruit. And every week, we come to share 3D print projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This year, we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Let's go ahead and jump into the show's coupon code. This week, it's in stock. I thought it'd be a really uh, good matching uh, coupon code for this week. So it's in stock. Anything in the Adafruit shop is is good to to do. Man, I need to start over. And you can get anything in the Adafruit shop and get 10% off, all except for gift certificates and subscriptions to Adabox, but 10% uh, off everything else. You so, got it. Yeah, so that's in stock. Definitely check out adafruit.com slash freebies. You can see all the different free deals that we have going on. If you go head over to the website, we uh, you can see the different tiers that we have for freebies. Let's see here. I need to go to the web shot. Tell us about the, the free B deals while I fix this. When you purchase a mm -hmm. certain number of, uh, dang, I should have practiced really? this Really? <laughs> How do you not know? It's like you go to the free site and there's tiers. You can see $99 or every order gets a free sticker. First of all, that's really nice. We really want to promote CircuitPython, don't we? So mm. we're giving out Blinka stickers for every single really order stickers, for the past you know? couple months or something. They're not like a cheap sticker. No, they're nice great vinyl. It's purple. It's amazing. Go get it. Spend the dollar with us. <laughs> and $9 or more, you're going to get a free promo proto half-size breadboard. These are excellent if you want to uh, make your project permanent. We use it mm -hmm. a lot for extending. Uh, yeah, get it off your breadboard and put it on a permanent breadboard. Very $200 nice. or more, you get free UPS ground shipping. 
this is trackable shipping. It's not going to disappear on you That's like right. USPS. So definitely worth spending a little bit extra to make sure your package actually gets there. Yep. And if you spend, was that the last year? Two ninety nine or more. Two ninety nine or more, you get a free Circuit Player and Express. You get all of that plus the CPX. So definitely uh, bundle up your orders. How many freebies can I get? All of them. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> Just to kind of mostly limited time. Yes, it is a limited time. Well, supplies last. Okay, sweet. So we got that, and you can use the coupon code as well, so you can get some super awesome discounts. All right, let's jump into some more stuff. Uh, for the shipping, we got same-day delivery and the fine folks that live in New York City. If you are in New York City and you want your stuff delivered on the same day that you order it, check out the, the, sh the shipping website for that. Once a week, we do a newsletter called New New News. You can subscribe to this one and find out all the different products that were added to the shop on the weekly. So uh, check out adafruit.com slash newsletter and subscribe. We got another set of newsletters. This one happens every day. Lots of different categories for this. Latest, latest addition to the, the categories is make code. So you can get a make code specific newsletter that talks about lots of different links, lots of different projects from the communities, projects from the Learn system, and more. Check it out, adafruitdaily.com. We're hanging out in the Discord chat room. This is where we are hanging out 24-7. It's the live broadcast chat room. Howdy, folks. It's, we're in the morning over here in the East Coast, so a lot of folks are sleeping in, but it's fine. We are also in the chats. If you want to say hello during the show, we will shout you out. Hello, hello, giving shout outs to everybody in the chat rooms. We got Donna A, Yanni, got Thomas Veach. Hello. Out in the chat every morning. That was the Lego head. He said, hello. Yeah. Hello, help me. <laughs> Over on the Discord, everybody hanging out, Mr. Certainly. Hey, Mr. Certainly. Troy. Good to have you. Western. Good to have everybody. Thank you so much. All right, let's jump into it. Wait, we still got a couple other things. Is your audio okay? I'm checking. Hello? The line is so long that I have to <laughs> Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to continue. Luckily, it's and your uh, turn for this week's project, so I won't be talking that much. Is your mic, like, not doing it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. Okay, cool. Well, we're, I'll do all the talking then. Let's jump into this week's learn guide. This week's project is a fun one. It's a Circuit Playground Express type project. If you head on over to the learn system, you will see this one got published this morning. So we uh, wanted to 3D print a Lego head, make it light up, and play some sounds, right? So it's a nice little lamp with sound effects. So it's all written in CircuitPython. Um, I was able to uh, kludge together a couple of different demo uh, examples to make uh, sort of a custom uh, little lamp project with the Circuit Player on Express. Really fun um, way to connect the audio now with the Stemma speaker. So the Stemma speaker is this new little board that lets you connect, um, lets you connect audio amplifier with a built-in speaker to any kind of board, really. So here it is over here. This is a new addition to to the store, so you can check it out. It was in last week. It is in stock right now, so you can pick one up. This is the easiest way to add audio amplifier and a built-in speaker to your Circuit Playground projects. Originally, I was going to wire up a PAM8302 amplifier and then wire in the speaker. Several wired connections. I was going to use the Perma Proto Gizmo for Circuit Playground. It's a nice build, and it's pretty chunky and pretty heavy. And Lamar was like, why don't I design a, a, something easier? 
she, she, she dubbed it the Stemma speaker. So it's this one board that has the speaker already on it, and it has alligator clips and a JST port, so you can connect it super duper easy. No soldering required. I really like this because uh, it, it allows a lot of people to really get audio into their circuit playground projects. Uh, that way they can play around uh, with the, uh, the audio support in CircuitPython. It has really good audio support, so you can play back, you can loop, um, you do all sorts of fun things with audio. Uh, in this project, we, you, can shake, you can do shake detection and play back some sound effects and make a more interactive type of lamp project. So let's jump into the learn guide. All right, I guess we'll jump into kind of do a live demo. So I got my little Lego head guy. He's fully 3D printed. This is dual extruded, but I also have a single extruder version. We got the speaker uh, mounted on top here, so it's got air holes. Um, it also comes out like this, so you have the ability to quickly get to it. There's our, you can see the circuit playground in there. Alligator clips is what we're using. And then over here is the JST connector, three pin JST connector. You also have options to, if you want to do alligator to alligator, you can do that here with these pads. Um, but this right here just snap fits. I really like how it press fits there. You just super glue these two pieces together and you are ready to roll. There is a built-in, like a little sticky backing here for your oval speaker. You can see me peeling it there, but I didn't need it because I have the tolerances set up really nice. Um, you just got to make sure that the cutout um, is lined up with the JST port. It's a, it's a Pico, right? Molex Pico connector. Really, really small JST style. Uh, and then you just pop it in like that. So then we can go like that. So there's a, screw, there's a thread at the top of the head and an end stop so that it doesn't thread all the way down. And then same thing here at the bottom. So that's where the circuit playground is. It snap fits into this little case. There's the... Uh, there's a CPX in there. Um, you want to be careful uh, where, which, which pins you pick. Um, some of the standoffs cover up some of the pins. So you want to make sure you're using uh, the 3.3 pin, the ground, and A0, which is the uh, PWM pin. So that threads in like that. And the USB micro USB port is right there accessible, so you can plug it in. It's meant to be a, a USB-powered project, so I got my little fully reversible micro USB cable. I'm going to plug it in here and uh, get your little status LED. And uh, so there we go, it's on. Um, so if you shake it, it should play some audio. Awesome! Very nice. And what's cool about this is that uh, the, the, the head is doing two things. It's hollow and it's transparent so it can be fully illuminated. And it's acting as a sort of sound chamber that makes that sound way louder. If you have the speaker, outside with no parts and shuck it you can't even hear it well that's a little lesson in acoustics right so it, it doubles the head doubles as a amplifier for this uh, teeny tiny little speaker let's hear it again you should really hear the bass and all that the acoustics sound really good in it so as I'm shaking, you can hear that it's not playing the same sound over and over again. That would be repetitive. That wouldn't sound that great. So um, I did a little bit of uh, devving, a little bit of programming, and figured how to create a, a, just a bunch of if, if statements uh, in a counter so that uh, I can play five different uh, effects. And you can just keep stacking it as you want. It's not using machine state logic or anything like that. It's just a couple of if statements, awesome. which isn't too bad if you're just starting out and you're not really a programmer. <laughs> So let's go ahead and jump into the learn guide and uh, kind of walk through this learning, the, the project. 
So again, it's written in CircuitPython. We're going to walk through it. We've got that Stemma speaker, really, really nice. And everything is in stock. How nice. <laughs> Yay. Except for filament. No, it's in stock. It just says that because it's a category. All right, let's jump into the circuit diagram. Really, really easy. Um, alligator clips. You can use any of the ground pins. There's a, a few of the ground pins, and there's also a few of the voltage pins. So you can use those um, where you want. The ones in this project I'm using are, it's the 3.3 pin instead of the V out because I have a standoff there and it kind of blocks it. So, And I'm using another ground somewhere, I think. But yeah, you can, you can easily connect them with the alligator clips. But there you go. Really simple circuit diagram. And if you want to make your own circuit diagrams, you can download the Adafruit library and start playing around with the parts. It lets you easily create um, breadboard wiring diagrams for your projects. Sweet. So you can download the Fritzing software. It's open source, free to download as well. All right, jumping into the code. Uh, real quick start on getting CircuitPython. Just go to circuitpython.org and uh, browse through the many awesome hardware that's supported for CircuitPython. Uh, and then you download um, the UF2, uh, the latest version of CircuitPython. Right now we're at version 5, alpha 4, I believe. Uh, or you can do 4.1, which is the stable release. Uh, so once you download that UF2, just plug in micro USB, hit the reset button, all the LEDs will turn green. And then uh, you'll have a new drive that's loaded in your computer. It'll be called uh, CPlayBoot. You can drop the UF2 file into that CPay boot to automatically flash the firmware with CircuitPython, so then it'll boot up with CircuitPython and rename the drive to CircuitPy, which will be the, the name of the USB drive. There's where you can add your uh, libraries and your code and your sound assets. So uh, download the latest CircuitPython for Circuit Playground Express. That's what this link will do. You want to download the, the library bundle. We're only using one library. Um, the Adafruit Circuit Playground library is really nice. Um, it lets you uh, call um, NeoPixels, animate them, and it also has some helpers for shake detect, which we'll take a look at in a minute here. So to upload the code, you can download it from, you can download the whole project zip uh, using this link here, download project zip from GitHub. That includes not just the sound files, but the code and the, uh, the CAD STL files, step file, and the original Fusion 360 source all in the project zip, which is really nice. So you can just get it all from one place instead of having to hunt it down. Uh, so here's the code. It's on GitHub. Um, let's see, we're using the time library, the audio IO library, and the board library just to kind of get those pins. Uh, and then the Circuit Playground Express library for handling the shake the text stuff. For external audio stuff, I'm just using uh, A0. And I'm saying um, wave file equals none. <laughs> I'm not actually sure why that's there. So this right here, this first thing here, play wave, this one kind of handles where our sounds are. And I like it when you have multiple wave files and you have them inside of a folder called sounds. So that's what this one is doing. It's basically saying, hey, here's look for the wave files inside the directory called sounds. Sweet. And then it has a little exception here. If you don't find it, just skip it and play the next one, which is really nice because then your code will keep running. All right, right after that, we have some NeoPixel flash effects. Um, so we have one here called party flash. Uh, this is one I ripped from uh, Katni's uh, Circuit Playground Christmas tree project that she helped me write. Uh, so I ripped that one out. It basically just uses cpx.pixels.fill. That's a really easy way to fill all the NeoPixels with a certain color. Uh, and then I'm showing them. Then I have a time.sleep, which says I want to show it for X amount of time. And then I have a different color. So basically what you're doing, you're saying let's flash between these two colors with certain time in between them. So that's how I'm creating this party flash that you heard. 
so that's what that's doing. That's uh, just flashing red and white. So you can see here the RGB values are there. Then down here we have another one called LED flash. It's, a, it's pretty much a duplicate of party flash, except the colors are different. All right, and then my first variable or whatever is called counter, and I set it to zero because we need to keep track of how many times we shook it. So in my while loop, I am listening for shakes. So I'm saying if the circuit play, if the shake threshold reaches 15, uh, let's do some stuff. So that's what this is doing here. You can adjust the sensitivity. It says here in the comment, low number is more sensitive. So I have uh, 15 here is what worked for me. And then um, I want to do a little bit of debugging. So I have this print statement says shake detect. So this will let me know that it's actually shaking and that the threshold is working. Um, so in the Moo editor, which is what I like to use, it will uh, show that. So let's go to the Moo editor and kind of get this running. Let's see if I can wait, go to the desktop. Ah, I think I broke it. That's fine. We'll just have to skip that demo. So going back over, uh, when we detect our, our, our shake, we let the serial console know, hey, let us know that there's a shake detect, huh? And it does that <laughs> with this simple print statement because it's inside the if, if the sensitivity thing is reached. OK, and then uh, we have the counter. This is where we're actually incrementing the counter. So we're setting it to, to plus 1. Uh, if the counter reaches 2, we want to play this certain audio file. And then we want to run this uh, party animation for x amount of time um, with, uh, with certain uh, timing values for each uh, color to display. So that's what we're doing here. And then we basically do that four or five different times up until we get to the fifth shake. So I have a number of different samples that I ripped from the Lego movie. Um, yeah, and it's, it should be OK because they're, they're, they're like three seconds each. So we'll see if uh, I, I, I ran Shazam on him, and I don't think he caught me. So I think it should be good. But we'll see after the show. Uh, so at the fifth shake, we, uh, we reset the counter because that's how many times we want to reach. We play our last audio file, and then we do another party flash. Uh, well, the LED flash just has a different color. And there's certain timing effects here. So um, to make the flashes kind of sync with the audio beat, I, you just play around with the, with the time duration um, in between these parentheses here for the LED flash and the party flash. Cool. And then um, at the first shake, we're playing that first audio file. We're making all the colors just stay on. That's about it. And then. Um, this last part here else, um, if there's no shakiness, leave the pixels off. If you want to keep them on, you can change the color to always have the lamp on. And uh, that's really the, the loop in a nutshell, at least how I understand it. Um, again, I ripped a couple of different examples and put them together. There's a lot of great examples on the uh, CircuitPython Essentials Guide uh, written by Katni and a couple other folks. Um, but that's, I, I pulled from that and just kind of came up with this one. And uh, it seems to work well. Sweet. And I have all that I just explained is broken down here, too. So <laughs> it's in words as well. Uh, and then you can customize the crap out of it, because it's easy to do that. It's got great um, support with using the Circuit Playground library. Very cool. Um, yeah. So I wanted to do some live code editing, um, but they can't get Moo to, um, to show up in my screen. So I think what I'll just do is I'll just update the code, and you'll see the aftermath. So I have some code here um, that I wanted to play with. And it is 
basically a, uh, a fade animation. And um, what the point of this is to share how you can kind of test out different code from different projects. So if we look at the overhead now, it should be open here, it is now doing a nice uh, gradual fade, sort of this um, fade in, fade out. And this was uh, written by Mikey Scalar, shout out to Mikey, who was a Learn Guide contributor. He went through and um, just did a, went to town on all the old Arduino projects and made them circuit Python. So if you go to any of our projects that are like four years old, chances are there is a circuit Python version of it. And that's what this was. Remember a couple years ago, we did a Logan's Run Palm with a Gemma and a NeoPixel Jewel? Well, that was written in um, C, in Arduino C, uh, by Philip Burgess, and Mikey made it uh, CircuitPythonized. I'll show you the code now, but uh, it's, it's on the Learn Guide. We can pull it up. But this is the end of it. I just basically grabbed all the functions and, and uh, was able to quickly get it working within uh, this project. So if you want to have a nice pulsing animation in CircuitPython, well, this is a great way to do it. So let's uh, pull up that guide so you can kind of get a whiff of it. And if uh, we go to the learn guide, let's just search for Logan's Run. There it is, Logan's Run. It's a nice little enclosure that kind of puts the battery and the, and the Gemma and the Jewel all in one little kind of piece here, which is pretty great. So there's all the parts for it. So you got your Arduino code and your CircuitPython code. So again, shout out to Michael Scalar. I call him Mikey Scalar. Uh, so I ripped basically this, uh, this function here. It's using nonlinear interpolation to kind of cross, to kind of gradient between these two different colors. And uh, the two different colors have three values in them. So you have RGB and you have to, you have to kind of um, do, some do some math here for some minimum and maximum X and Y here. So really cool to use the math function here to to get this to do a nice pulse. So you can not just fade between off and on, but fade between different colors, and you get this really nice gradient between those colors. Very, very sweet. So you just kind of rip that chunk out, and you can call it here in your loop, animate gradient fill. And then here you can say what, uh, what two colors you want. So you have six different uh, arguments. Well, really seven, but the six for the RGB, the first color, and RGB, the second color. And then you have a weight here for saying how long do you want them to fade between them. That's really, really, that, I'm going to reuse this code so much. So I'm glad uh, we're able to kind of share it here in this project, even though the project doesn't really call for it. Um, just one thing to note, I think uh, with that, since it's always running there, it's a little bit hard to trigger the shake. Yeah, because it's always running the, the animation now. It's not waiting for it. Come on, buddy. Yeah, see, like it's not, it's not let me. So that's why I didn't publish that, because it really doesn't work well for this code. You'd have to do some machine state logic, I think. <laughs> to do that. But it kind of works, so it works well. I like the effect, and I thought I'd share it with you. Cool. So that's this week's project. Uh, check, well, we got another one, but that's the main kind of project here is that Lego head lamp. So check it out. You can get the parts. Um, they're oriented to print as is. If you have a dual extruder, you can try out the dual extrusion version, or you can just print out the single extrusion version. Um, let's see what else. Uh, no support material required. Uh, the enclosure snap fits. The, the PCB, the circuit playground PCB snap fits into the little mount, and um, they have threads on them, and they don't need any support. Uh, if you want to pick up uh, the 3D models of the Stemma speaker or the circuit playground express, we have those. I have a GitHub repo that you can check out, and uh, we have some CAD assembly here. You can download the files from GitHub, code from GitHub, everything from GitHub. <laughs> yeah, and uh, here's a quick assembly on how to get the, the 
speaker holder to get glued to the bottom of the stud piece. That's really it. Alligator clips, screw it in, pop it in, shake it. Sweet. Sounds like I'm baking something. So if you want to pick up Circuit Playground Express, they are in stock. And so is the stemma speaker. Um, yeah, man. That's right. It's actually in stock. Yeah, it actually is in stock. Pretty cool. So uh, we're going to do some audio now, or what should we do next? Do you want to play with the audio, or I'm still waiting just go to the next thing? OK. Yep. Any comments? Anybody? Cool. Folks are asking about yeah, Monster Mask. My audio is off. All, All right, right, man. You're going to have to speak for me then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Oh, no, you're, you got another project. You got a simple... Yeah, I do. Here. Yeah, so it's Halloween, and a lot of folks are going to be looking for ways to embed the Circuit Playground into props, pumpkins, all those things. So uh, anytime we need to take a photo of the Circuit Playground Express in the most slimmest possible way, um, we use this little guy. It's a little snap-fit mount. It's super-duper low-profile, and uh, we have a built-in battery in the back there. This is a 500 milliamp. There are two mounting holes, so if you want to attach this mount to cardboard, wood, you can use these. These are M2 screws. So you have the cutouts here, and I have this little guy here come out. That's the JST. Let's plug it into the battery. So you can have a, a, a palm-sized uh, circuit playground. So if you need to put this in a pumpkin, you need to attach it to a prop or something like that, um, you can do that. Of course, CircuitPython isn't. There it is. <laughs> it's like it's not loading. So uh, I just have a regular rainbow code running CircuitPython. Um, so yeah, it uh, has these two little tabs right here that you can uh, pull it apart like that, and it comes out like that. So here's the mount. Very, very simple and clean. All right, just to focus there. And uh, you have two little pegs here that go into, um, into the mounting holes. That's what keeps it in place. And then these two tabs have little nubs that will keep the PCBs uh, down, secured in place. Uh, the standoffs are about six millimeters tall so that you have enough clearance for a, a LiPo battery with a cable. This 500 milliamp LiPo battery works pretty well. There's not an on-off switch here um, just to keep it super simple because you could always disconnect the battery easily. But you could modify the case mount to, uh, to include a switch of some sort. So I'm just making sure I don't kink any of these, battery, any of these uh, cables. There we go. So you hear that click, and you're good to go. Everything's good there. Make sure your battery's not bad. And uh, you want to be careful with this. Uh, Circuit Playground Express does not have a LiPo charger, so if you were to... Well, actually, no, it doesn't matter. It, but it won't charge it. You can't charge your... There's no charging circuit on the board, that's all I'm saying. And that's about it. So let's go to the Learn Guide real quick to get better photos of it. There it is. So check it out. Somebody asked on uh, YouTube, I think, it's like, hey, we're just, where's that SnapFit case? And I was like, you know, I never released it. So here it is. There we go. It prints in like 30 minutes, maybe 20 if you're printing faster. Again, it has enough room for the battery, and it has enough room for your cutouts. Whenever you're designing a, the, the box or something, always have a bigger hole than you think you need. That way you're not in there digging, a, a, creating a bigger hole with an X-Acto knife. Let's see, the mounting tabs, I talked about that. Circuit Playground Express PCB got updated with the silk screen. It's just extra credit-wise. I didn't really need it, but I added it. So I threw that up there on the GitHub. I also put together a Fusion 360 tutorial a couple of weeks ago on how I created this thing. Um, the Lego has been on the shelf for a while. We've been waiting on the stem speaker, but 
Um, this tutorial walks you step by step, layer by layer, if you will, <laughs> on how to create the, the nubs and, and for these circular PCBs. So you, you've seen some other circular PCBs like, um, uh, well, Flora and some of the circular uh, NeoPixel rings. This is a great way to mount them. So, well, if it has mounting holes. So that's really cool. So you can check out that, uh, that tutorial, give it a look. You might learn something new. I always appreciate um, people commenting, saying that they like it. Let's see what else. That's it. Sweet, circuit playgrounds and stock. Yay, and so is all the accessories for it, like the battery and the cable. Sweet, don't forget, stemma speaker. If I could fit the stemma speaker in the bottom here somehow. Probably good. You probably could make a little thing here. What will they stuff NeoPixel into next? Well, Circuit Playground. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's prototyping. Repeat everything I say. Yeah, how do I help you out here, though? Can I? I, I need to plug the mic over there so we can hear it, because the lag is way too much to, yeah, I know. to accurately. Where are you? Hello? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, maybe that's going through good. Is that going hello? through? Hello? There you go. Hello. Well, that'll solve it. Maybe. I don't know. Say stuff? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. Yeah, you can see your thing is there. All right, well, it's is just, it? just the dude, audio. It's just audio, man. There's always like <sighs> something weird with it. Go ahead. OK, it's good there. Yeah. I can Yay. Do, I just monitored All right, it. let's go ahead and jump into this week's, what are we, prototyping? Actually, so not sort of like a prototype, more of a, we already released this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we were doing some iOS 13 testing with Circuit Playground, so of course, um, as soon as Apple comes out with new phones, we are immediately tasked to make some uh, cases. This time, especially because like, even if you tried to order one from Apple, it wasn't even gonna ship for like, until the middle of October. Yeah. So of course we got these Ninja Flex printed little bumper style uh, cases that'll fit on your iPhone X. No, no, not X. It'll, it should fix on the X and the 11 Pro. Only difference is, is just the alignment of the button just got moved around a little bit. So you can get those. We released this Fusion 360 file. So if you don't want to print one with the super rubbery Ninja Flex type bumper, you can edit it to print a PLA version of that. Yeah, please like don't that. print this in PLA. It's not gonna work, yeah. This it won't is work. for flexible materials. I see only. people keep trying to print this with PLA thinking it's gonna work and it's it's not designed to work. It literally cannot fit in there if it's printed in PLA. Yeah, it actually has to be a little bit smaller so that I can actually grip on yes. to the sides of that. Yeah. So you have your little cutouts for your, uh, what is it, the mute button, your volume up and down, your power button, and of course your speaker grills and your, not USB-C, <laughs> your uh, lightning. <laughs> yeah, I'm upset about them not having USB-C on there. But super grippy, uh, it's already saved my phone. I think I already dropped it like twice. Yeah. And uh, you have these raised edges so that the screen or the uh, lenses can't get scratched. We have these very lovely colors in the shop. They're actually cheaper than you'd find them anywhere else. That's right. I'm gonna show off this pink one that just finished printing. Just so we can show you that this is not how they come off the bed. If we do some cleanup, uh, we do have to disable retraction on these uh, just because of the way the flexible materials are. So this is what it looks like printing on the blue tape and we're using the Inventor uh, Flashforge Inventor Pro, which we do have in stock in the store. 
So you can see that that has a very nice uh, grip on there. And because these are Ninja Flex, it's super easy to clean out the inside of these because you can just fold these over like that, mm. sort of rip this off. Yeah. And because it's Ninja Flex, it's flexible. You can go in there with flush cutters and remove all of the uh, retraction stuff. So you, this is a really good example of how it looks when it comes out, but when you clean it out, yeah. it looks really nice like that, mm -hmm. inside and all that. So really nice way if you want to keep your cases minimal, yep. while still offering a bunch of protection with the Ninja Flex bumpers. Yeah, they're about $30 a spool, great price. Half kilogram, different colors, 13 in stock right now. We have uh, two different types of the flexible materials in stock. It's yeah. the regular 85A, which is more, uh, it's got like, it's more elastic, uh, has more grip, like rubber. And then Cheetah. we have the Cheetah Ninja Flex, which does not have the elasticity and it doesn't have the grip. So it's more it of flexible. a, it's more of like a slick type feel to it. Yeah. A little bit easier to put in your pocket, but it's not going to have that grip and it's not gonna be as flexible, but it should be able to print on a wider variety of printers. Yeah, it prints faster as well, better overhangs. Yeah, you can actually Cheetah. use a little bit of retraction, not too much, but right. that does work. A couple colors, I think we had glow in the dark at some point. Here it is, glow in the dark, nine in stock right now. Yep, and if you're having trouble with uh, Ninja, Ninja Flex printing it, we have a, a learn guide that could help you on uh, some things to try. Was my audio now? No, I'm just listening, okay. <laughs> making sure everything's good. Uh, Mr. Certainly was saying that it's $30 for a spool of Ninja Flex. That's what an iPhone case costs. And here's a funny story. I finally used up my entire roll of this uh, Black Ninja Flex. How long have we had that roll? Um, I think like five years. I want to say everybody <laughs> got a Ninja Flex spool like years ago and, and hadn't quite this figured out the, what to uh, do with it. This is the perfect type of project yeah. to use it yeah. on. Uh, and it does get, last. <laughs> yeah, maybe you get a GoPro. We got a nice GoPro case that's in Ninja Flex as well. Every every new device that comes out that we use for production, that's the first thing that we do. Kind of makes sense, yeah. It goes right into uh, designing a case for it. Sure. <laughs> or battery pockets. Battery pockets or like adapters. Yep. Well, there, well, we're still talking about uh, the Apple devices. Our previous projects still work with that, of course. So yeah. our portable Qi charger. Is our wireless charger for um, anything that's Qi, really. Yeah, any so, wireless Qi charging thing. Yeah, so we're using the... Ninja Flex as well for this, just so that it has a nice little grippy surface, and it still works. So we have a PowerBoost 1000C inside here with a 66 milliamp hour battery, so the big, biggest batteries that we offer on there, and our Qi, uh, I don't want to say circuit, it's like the Qi... Uh, like a little device thing that enables yeah, the uh, wireless charger. Wireless yeah. charging so all those out. work. And also our little Chargito works too. So this is the smaller Qi for uh, your Apple watches and that works as well. Yep. Uh, definitely came in handy because when you update all your stuff, your watch is probably going to be dead. Right. <laughs> so you need to charge that guy on there. Yeah, it's the power boost. Yeah. Now the power boost 1000 C inside here. I think we're using the 2000 uh, milliamp hour battery inside here. Nice little clip so you can wear this. This is the 6600. Holy moly, that thing's huge. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah, well, it's charging you know, a phone. Right. Uh, you have the little USB that you can add on there so you can attach a non-Qi device on there that'll still work. And then you can charge it on this end. 
and the power on and off button. It's a three-piece design and it still works very well for all those yeah, years. It's the awesome. exact same battery and all that. Charge it multiple times. I always take this on trips because you never know when your watch is going to want to die on you. Sweet. Good updates. Yep. So uh, not really updates, just verifying that these things still work. Right. And uh, if you don't want to go any of these routes, we have this awesome little tiny battery too. Uh, pretty new, so it's still like on the new page. And what I like about this one is just how small it is. And while I was updating my phone, grabbing all the stuff at iCloud, this was actually able to keep up and charge the phone while you know full brightness was on. I was pulling things off uh, Wi-Fi. I was able to charge it without, you know how sometimes you try to charge your phone while you're doing things on it. And it's just like barely keeping up with the charge. This one was able to, uh, I went from like 49% up to 70% uh, relatively quickly. So cool. I definitely recommend this tiny lightweight uh, little charger. It says it has 500 stock. milliamps capacity and uh, 2.1 amp charging rate. Yeah. That's pretty good. Sweet, pick so one up. Definitely check those out if you need some power on the go or if you want to build one. Battery indicator. Does it have the built-in flashlight? No, right? Ah, uh, does good. this one have it? No, I think the other one has it. So why would you want that? Okay, anyway. Okay. It's come in handy sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> the powers go out. Because it does. Okay, cool. Well, that's uh, some cool things there. Um, Shop talk. Go to Thingiverse if you want to pick up those files. Should have dropped those in the chat. Yeah, let's drop those in the chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the links to the bumper case. There you are, folks. Should have had the learn guide links to the charging, uh, Chargito and the Chi Charger. I'm writing notes here in the YouTube scripter. All right, cool, that's added. All right. I think we jump into this week's prototype. Are we capping or are we doing? Yeah. Do cappy. Yay! So last week was the antenna eyes featuring the yeah. monster mask. A couple of weeks ago, Lamar had requested a cappy. Yeah, I put the the wearable case on mm -hmm. the, on my hat, and she was like, or I said, hey, that, this is not too far off from a cappy, mm -hmm. and she's like, do it. <laughs> it's like do the cappy. Yep. Like, All right, we'll do the cappy. Overhead. So here's what he looks like so far. Yay. Hey, that <laughs> looks amazing. really good. That looks really good. <laughs> Look at his eyes moving. Yeah, so this is the uh, the, the, the Halloween mask. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, I said it wrong. I'm sorry. This is the Monster, monster mask. mask, right? No, M4 Monster, monster mask. mask. On a cheapo little knockoff of the Mario hat. This is a cheapo knockoff Mario cappy hat. Mm -hmm. If you type in Mario hat, you'll see two of them. Yeah, you want the cheap one want because the, cheap one. the other one... Uh, it's too good. It's it, too nice. You don't want well, to Well, it's the it. way that they put the... Um, whatever the... The eyes. The eyes on there. It? Where is it? It's completely... The it'll took it really mess it up. Uh, just ripping it off, it'll look uh, not good. Share it, but I don't so it's a whole case for... I can kind of show the back of it yeah. here. So here's the Monster Max split up and it's like just like sort of jammed, both PCB boards are jammed together. Yeah, so you have to, to make... snap it in half to get them close together, just mm -hmm. the way his eyes are. They're yeah. really, really close really together. Close together. Um, it's really easy to customize. There's no custom code. It's using the same code base, just, yeah, just a change config file. Yeah, just the variables. It's a lot, there's no textures, it's just solid colors, so you mm -hmm. can do something really cartoony uh, and easier this way. Uh, I think the boop is on, so you want to reset it. Okay. Yeah, I want his eyes to look good, not like they're shooting out that way. <laughs> yeah. So you have access to all your ports on there, so your microphone, your speaker, all of your uh, 
JSTs, you can have access to those if you want to have interact interactivity or if you want to like have buttons that are routed over to like the lid or anything like that. Yeah, it's pretty the, nice. Um, Battery is going to mount. I'll make a better mount with that. This was just the yeah, maybe like a little test. Pocket. You just need to get it going. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we, we have, have these little sew tabs on the side. So that's how it's actually attaching to the to the hat. So it has a, it's nicely secured on there. And it's not too uh, thick at all. I don't think. And, no, um, it's nice and thin. Yeah. So it's not going to be super hot on you. And uh, it's not dual extruded. I'm just gluing on the white yeah, uh, pupils like onto that. there. And the other thing I really wanted to do with this project was because of the antenna eyes, we had the the uh, lenses on there, which made them a little bit heavy. Yes. And uh, a little bit, yes. Yeah, kind of heavy. Uh, and we didn't realize until you know after a couple projects that we don't actually need to use those. No. Just modify the the little cutouts for that, so it you know you don't even see the screens or anything, and it makes it a lot more easier uh, to build because you know the lenses are. Nowhere to, it's pretty hard to find those. We're out of stock right now because we put all of those in the Ada boxes. And uh, yeah, it's a nice little simple way to build with the Monster Mask without needing the use of those lenses. We keep touching the, like, the capacitive touch and, somewhere. Uh, and somewhere something's going on where his eyes are going crazy. That's yeah. why we're prototyping it. But other than that, you, I think you yeah. got the iris and the color mm -hmm. of the I eyes think all that, nice. I think that works pretty well. Um, yeah. In terms of like the radius of the iris mm -hmm. and stuff. Yep, so we're filming this guy so we can uh, release week, the STLs. Yeah, that'll be next yeah. week's project. Very cool. Nice, simple little add-on. Uh, so funny that Gavin was going to be Mario and then he's going to be Zelda. Zelda, so. Well, Link. Yeah. <laughs> Link. But uh, yeah, we'll have him model his little Mario getup. It's a breezy little project you can slap on your hat, your Mario hat. Yeah. But cool. That's so fun. Should I wear it? Let's see. This uh, because of the this hat's supposed to be for children. It actually looks way better on a on child, a child yeah. <laughs> because of the way that it uh, shapes the hat. Go over to the uh, main. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Um, what would I love to do? Wear it. I'm already wearing it. I was gonna say <laughs> something funny. Forgot it. There's my eyes booping again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I need to ask Phil. Like, is there something we're doing, or is it drifting? There's something going on. We left the screen protectors on too, so you might see glare and stuff. Yeah, I gotta turn it off too. It looks like he's he's seen better days. His <laughs> 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 eyes. Oh. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. He's been through some stuff. He's still a prototype. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool to have the um, sound effects coming up, but it's hard to do. Audio yeah, I'll get some Arduino. Yeah, I think I'm gonna add some little mounts for the uh, the speakers and the mic Might on there. Might not be able to do it. It'll be there. The mounts will be there. So be there. once code is available, okay, cool. Just slap all that stuff on there. <laughs> Looks so funny. Let me it restart it. Yeah, uh, there it is. Yeah, plenty of room. It's funny how the shape really makes it. Are you kidding? I, I didn't no. know how it was gonna come together, but just having that shape like that is like, oh, there it is. I like, hadn't. This did. This was not you know assembled yesterday. No. That's how quick we have to I make didn't these. Say that, but. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I had no idea how I was going to do it either. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, we'll start with the shape. We make some ovals. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, I think the cool thing would be to somehow add some, like, way to make his, uh, yeah. what is the lid, like, mm -hmm. sort of move how it does in the game. Yeah, but. if it had, like, some sort of cable system in there and it was, like, top, right. pulling on the cable <laughs> somehow. All right. That's uh, what we're prototyping. This will be out next week. Yep. Very cool. Uh, what else? Looking at my notes here. 
and other stuff we were prototyping the the halloween candy, candy bowl, bowl. So yes we have a updated halloween it's called the halloween m0 and pt had an idea of go go to target find a nice um candy ball and add the Halloween eye to it and see what we can do. So we did that. Uh, this one has a mechanical eye and let's go ahead and turn it on then. So uh, we got an on, so there are already electronics in this candy bowl. I got it from Target, which is a, a, a store here in the States. And it has a couple of things in it already. It has a speaker, has a slide switch and it has a battery pack. Um, so it has a custom chip thingy. Um, that has like an epoxy thing on top of it, so you don't know where it is. And it has some built-in sounds already. And it had a motor and a mechanical eye. I ripped that, gutted it out, and added our little 3D printed mount. And then I was able to attach our PCB with these uh, standoffs that you can get from our M2 standoff kit. And I have one of these lenses. Funny thing about the lens, I actually broke the lens. It fell on the floor and it cracked. Don't get the glass one. So there's our hauling eye. Let's go ahead and turn them on. We have the slide switch. We're able to reuse some of the, um, some of the, some of the components. I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so the Halloween M4 has side-lit LEDs. I'm keeping an eye on you. Which is able to create this really nice effect where it's kind of lighting up the candy bowl. Um, so it looks really nice. Uh, I'm running CircuitPython right now. It's displaying an image oh, of an eye. I see what you did there. <laughs> And the, uh, the IR sensor is actually right here. <laughs> I'm watching you. <laughs> so you have some capacitive touchpads uh, as teeth here. So as you tap on one, you can change, uh, cycle through different bitmaps. Um, and then uh, we could also trigger audio effects if we want to. But I want to keep it really, really simple. And I like oh, using the sounds from this thing. It's you. I've been waiting. So we might add some more NeoPixels or, or, or maybe not. Because we kind of want it to be simple. I want to make it so that the switch, because it has modes, it has a center mode off, a sensor mode, and a light mode. I need to rewire it so that it can, uh, so that uh, it can not do the the audio and just keep the eye on because <laughs> it gets annoying. Uh, but other than that, that's what I'm working on. Um, it's a candy bowl from Target. I was going to pull up the, the link for it because I have it as a link here. The funny thing is that. The Target website actually has the 3D model of this. If you click That's on right. the 3D view, I'm sure there's some way you can rip that model that it looks like they scanned it. So if you'd like to 3D print the entire base. Huge. It does fit on the CR10S Pro. Mm -hmm. So if you have a 300 mil, it might even fill, fit on the, um, the Prusa. Yeah. You could it's possibly print this bucks? entire thing out. Yeah, it's 30 bucks. Uh, I took off the white bowl thing here but it's got real nice mm -hmm. it's a nice assembly it's, it's got a lot of screws you can unscrew it and take it apart and whatnot but yeah it's about 25 bucks that's the one i found that would i thought would fit perfectly with the halloween mask um so we'll see where we go with it uh i might just leave it as that simple it, it is supposed to be super simple i don't want to drill too many holes into this thing i didn't actually drill any holes into it i just 3d printed that little adapter mm -hmm. here that's just yeah, pressed so not, in there not too much modifications on there except ripping out of the guts uh, I want to shout out over here in the chat room, Discord. Uh, DeVoe is asking if anybody has code for the M4 Halloween that has the eye and the blinky LEDs like the product yeah. page has. Yep, we're going to release that. Um, not us, but Adafruit as a whole will release it. We will it. request it because we were looking for that code as yeah. well. We're all trying to get it out as quick as we can. Yeah. We have to find it. 
Yeah, different departments work on all yeah. this stuff, so we yeah. gotta. Well, don't worry, we'll get it. Yeah, that's we, why I'm we kind of need it for this project. Python. Yeah, because uh, I, I actually tried to do it, um, and it's there's some real messy timing issues. Yeah. Um, but there is somebody, John Sampson, on uh, on Twitter who posted his code. Adafruit retweeted as well. So if you want to, his his code base kind of added NeoPixel animations. Do to you want to post that one real quick, just to link it? Uh, it it take me a minute to find mm, it, okay. but if you just browse through the Twitter Adafruit's Twitter feed, you should find John Sampson's um, GitHub repo. Yeah, sorry, I wish I had it, but we'll have it. Don't worry, we'll, couple weeks, yeah. we're gonna ha we're gonna have to hunt it down for this project. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> we need it. I like CircuitPython, but uh, I also like the eye being animated. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Yeah, and there's an extra part here. Oh yeah, there's the extra part. Uh, we're still looking at other things that just you know to, for extra credit work in yeah. terms of. I uh, tried, guys. I really tried to integrate the uh, the mechanism here, but it's just the sizing of it. Like yeah. it won't really. If you put it if you put it right over the eye, it will open like that much, and that's just not enough because the way it's designed it has all this. I'd have to redesign this whole mechanism, which isn't hard. It's just like I don't know if I want to do that. But maybe we'll do it next year. We'll redesign it so that we have our own custom uh, eyelid mechanism. It's pretty neat. And this guy moves around like that. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Right, maybe their cool. teeth. Cool. Now you have some cool eye mechanisms and stuff. Oh, I didn't finish my thought. The other thing sure. that we want to do in there is pipe in some smoke. So we get like a fog machine <laughs> with a little cool. tube adapter or whatnot, have some smoke come out of that. Right. Uh, once we figure that out, we'll make a guide on that as well. Mm -hmm. For now, it'll just be modding Candy Bowl with Monster. I see what you're Halloween. doing. <laughs> what <of> eye puns? <laughs> All right, going through our notes. Moving on to this I week's community makes. I'm keeping an eye on you. <laughs> Moving on to this week's community makes. This week is a little bit different, yeah. yeah. A little time lapse of these really cool bottle caps that we picked up over at Galaxy's Edge in uh, Hollywood Studios. Uh, PT uh, saw all that, uh, all the tweets about TSA not allowing the Coke bottles to go on board. I think it was a hoax, though. But because of that, he was like, "Oh, maybe remodel the caps so people can actually print these at home." So I made a couple of different sizes so they could fit whatever drink that you're, you uh, like to consume. And here's my version of the Galaxy's Edge bottle caps. Did you make one for my coffee cup? <laughs> <laughs> Are they? Yeah, here it is. So this is actually really ergonomic in terms of having this on a bottle. So like, you know, somebody who has like um, problems with uh, like dexterity or whatever sure. you actually have like three different points to open up uh, most bottles somewhere on like 30 to like 40 millimeter uh, diameter size bottle caps so you have these nice little things on the edge that have uh, you know make it easy to open and then you have these little grooves here too that you can also fit your thumbs into as well as these top ones to uh, really you know get a, a nice grip on those and take the bottle caps off Let's go on like that and then they can just press fit, push fit in there. You can see the little teeth are actually grabbing on. Oh, that's back. Gonna get this gold one. You can see the little teeth that are in there gripping onto the bottles. So I released, uh, I think it was like three different diameter sizes on these and these should fit like the uh, Coke and PepsiCo branded 
uh, bottle caps since they use the same sort of sizes. And then, where's that other one? I made an even bigger one uh, for, uh, the only drink I know that uses it oh, is like the, the hint. Yeah, here's the yeah, original one. Yeah, you can see it's pretty similar. The only thing I did was make the draft angles uh, under uh, 60 degrees, so okay. it prints out very nice. You can see any close-ups on that. You can see how uh, now the, the overhangs just look really good. I don't know what people think printed. they look like bombs. They look like a Christmas ornament. That's what everybody's saying. <laughs> yep. So you can see the draft angles on that. I made sure that those were uh, nice and printable. So there's no overhang on those, or you know, the overhangs are nice when printed. Uh, no supports required for these, and they actually print upside down, so you get all that detail on there. And uploaded the Fusion 360 file, so you can edit the the patterns for this. Uh, it could make it par uh, parametric because of the way that the um, the teeth need to be like a different size based on what yeah, you the timer is. Parametric. Yeah, this you can go in there and just adjust the patterns for them. And, and somebody made a remix oh. for their bottle. Where do you? F oh, it was a derivative. Mm. How do you find derivatives? Mm, is it a make? Remix. Remix. That's how you find derivatives. He scaled oh. it down or something. Oh know. wow. Huh. Uh, I go. wanted one of these for my water bottles, so I chose oh, this. Oh okay. I don't know yeah. what water bottle, but there so folks are already making their own nice that's what we want hopefully the ip lawyers of stars doesn't come and take down <laughs> star wars things yeah it's supposed to look like a light or the bottom of a lightsaber yeah, like a pommel yeah if you don't think it's ergonomic i think it's really ergonomic you should try it out i didn't think i thought it hurt my hand but when i actually touched it, I was like, yeah. this is actually better than the <laughs> than what I thought it would be. All right, don't forget coupon code this week in stock for all the lovely things that are in stock. Yay, they're actually in stock. Yeah. It's the running joke that every week we have a project, it's using Always a product out that's out of stock. Yeah. Looking over at the comments in the chat rooms. Uh, oh, Devon found the uh, John who posted the M4 Halloween code. Yay. It was like a demon eye with like the yeah. flames going around it. And then this it. morning, I think he updated it to have like a breathing pulsing effect. I was oh. like, that's so, that looks so much nicer. Wow. Yeah. So. And he posted the link oh, there yes. if anybody Thank wants you, John. to look, check look, it out. Look, look. It looks really good. It has like the, uh, the texture on the pupil anime, like rotating. It looks so Ooh. cool. <laughs> and then Don A. Uh, Don and A is saying he's actually working on a similar design. You can just change how much the eyelids open. That's so cool. That is really cool. And that's what we like. Contributors mm -hmm. making this, you know, branching off and making different forks and all that. It's awesome. That looks so good, too, the way it's, like, lighting up like that, that effect. Can you all see that in the... Yeah, it's simulating, so my frame rate's really slow. That looks so cool. But that looks awesome. I check it out check in the out Discord. Everything's so dope. Shout Let's out see. to John. Post this link yeah, in Heartbeats. The... Love it. That's so cool. Yeah, you have to do some like spe uh, some special timing timing stuff to make it um, to make the NeoPixels run while the eye is, is is outputting its stuff. Pretty cool. So excellent. Dope. Alrighty, folks. Well, that's gonna. Is that it for this? I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. The 
Don't forget the freebies. Everybody gets a sticker. If you want a sticker tonight, you can get one for showing your projects. Every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., we have Show and Tell. This is where folks can join in the live stream and share what they're working on. Last week, we had some really nice guests, and you can also share works in progress and retro tech. I really like seeing that old calculator that mm -hmm. they had. It's yeah. really cool. So check that out. We'll be there. And uh, after that, we will have a special edition of Ask an Engineer with John Park. It's going to be the yeah. unboxing. Yeah. Hello something. Hello unboxing. Data box unboxing. Yes. So find out what's in there and get spoiled. Because we haven't already spoiled you, have we? We did last week. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's that's happening. So John Park, is, still, is he still doing Thursday? I think so. I think so. All right, so he's doing two shows today and tomorrow. Let me check that out. Awesome yep. list of projects for the Ada Box. His recent guide, the Ventriloquist yes. Dummy. Very spooky. Mm -hmm. Very spooky. And I'm as always, fun making the t-shirt for the Monster Mask t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. It's very fun. And then as always, remember to ring that uh, that icon, that bell icon, so you can get notified when new uh, videos YouTube, yeah. are released. There's going to be some really cool ones with the, I think it was already posted, Tim who worked on the Boglins. So there's gonna be some really cool toy creators being interviewed, so definitely Very check cool. that out. Lots of cool stuff throughout the week. So definitely follow Adafruit on all the socials. Monster Mask PCB is still out there. Mm -hmm. Go get it if you need it. If not, that's fine. I need to take the uh, little reflective the thing off of there. Oh yeah. Because it makes it look like it's darker. Yeah. <laughs> little protection thing that's on the screens. That's going to do it for this Yay. episode of 3 Hangouts. Thank you so much for joining us. It was fun. We do the show every Wednesday at 11 a.m. You can join us in the chats. We're hanging out. I know it's early over there, but uh, we're hanging it. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll be in the chat room a little bit later and uh, later tonight, of course. And don't forget to make a great day. See you tonight. Bye, folks. Should I play the song? It's out there.